Have you ever gone after a dream most people would never even try? That was me. I'm Caroline Gardner, a single mom of three who thought I could never accomplish something like a triathlon until I did and everything changed. This is a show about people who dare to go after their dreams, especially when met with life's adversities. So let's go find out why we try. Hey everybody, I wanted to come in here and give you a little introduction to this next episode. It is a conversation with not only a father and a husband and an avid outdoorsman, but also a cancer survivor. He is a USAT level two certified coach, an Ironman finisher, and he's also the executive director of the USA Triathlon Foundation, Dave Deshane. Get your favorite beverage, sit back and enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, today, as I mentioned, very special guest, Dave, how are you this morning? I'm great, thanks Caroline for having me on this morning. Well, I'm very, very excited. Um, before we we get in and learn a little bit more about you, we start the show with our favorite beverage. Did you bring your favorite beverage with you, Dave? So I'm based in Colorado Springs at the USA Triathlon headquarters. And those who've known me for a while, especially in the endurance space, know that I have a mild addiction to Starbucks. So my favorite uh, beverage is just an iced coffee every morning, whether it's winter and it's 20 below out or whether it's 85 out in the summer, always iced coffee. Oh my gosh. No way. Wow. Ice coffee, no matter what. (laughs) Cheers. I'm joining you with my cup of coffee and look, a new little, little mug with my merch on it. Oh, very cool. All right. Cheers. Here we go. A little coffee to get us going. I think that's so interesting that you like iced coffee, no matter what. With my desk, though. <laughs> you do have. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's for wind down, right? For the, yes, exactly. for, the uh, for the evening hours. There we End go. Of the day hours, correct. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's get started, Dave. Share with us, and and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very very busy schedule to sit down with us and share a little bit more of a personal side of your story and introduction into triathlon. So, if you wouldn't mind, please share with with us, your your beginnings into triathlon and how you were introduced to it. Sure. So my wife and I were probably the typical weekend warriors. We would do the local 5Ks, 10Ks. We had a mountain bike that we bought from Target. So we were, we were active and fit and healthy. We lived in uh, the Tampa, Florida area at the time. And uh, we had a, a six-year-old son who was very active in you know youth sports. He was doing t-ball and rec center basketball. And uh, through our bicycling stuff and buying stuff from the local bike shop, we became very good friends with the guys at the local bike shop. And I was in there one day with my son and there was a flyer on the counter and it was youth triathlon XYZ and it had the information on it. And I'm looking down while we're buying new bike tubes or whatever we were, we were in for that day. And I'm like, Kyle, check this out. It's a triathlon. It's about swimming, biking and running. It's what you do every day. You ride your bike around the neighborhood, you jump in the pool, you run around. So like, this is perfect. Do you want to try it? And he's like, eh, whatever, I'll try it. We signed him up for the event. And a couple of months later, he did the event. He probably finished in the middle of the pack or so, but he completely fell in love with the sport. Immediately went on to quit rec center basketball and t-ball and little league. 
We found out from a friend of a friend that there was a kids triathlon in the neighborhood or in the community. So we signed him up for that. And uh, as most parents do, they're involved in their kids' sports. So I started, you know, we would bring him to practice and we could, would kind of watch what was going on in the background. We'd be the parents standing in the background. And we started, you know, the coach of the team would start putting us to work and having us to do things and help with the drills. And lo and behold, he became a crazy, crazy youth triathlete, completely fell in love with the sport. And my wife and I both said, well, he's getting really into this. It'll be great as he gets older. He can do swim team. He can do track and field or whatever. And we didn't know a whole lot about triathlon at the time. So we said, well, why don't we sign up for the local try so we can understand the sport and kind of help him prepare for whatever he does. We signed up for the local try. It was a reverse try with the swim at the end. Fortunately, it was a pool swim, so you could walk if you needed to. (laughs) (laughs) After the bike and the run, I I don't advise reverse triathlons (laughs) off. Being in the water at the end may or may not be the safest choice, but we did it and the same thing happened to us. We got hooked and bit by the bug. During that time, I had a very professional career working in financial services and had been doing that for numerous years. And ultimately, my son encouraging us to participate in our first triathlon led me to a kind of a midlife crisis of changing careers. I had the opportunity to go work in the nonprofit sector. And I worked for the Ironman organization for several years. And today I'm working for USA Triathlon Foundation. So it's all my kids' fault. It's all your kids' fault. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Wow. I, I, that is such an awesome story. I mean, it is true that our children definitely open doors to certain things in our life. And to hear that you guys were like, here, here, you go, you go. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys got into it. And I like that. I like that because you could really be supportive, you know, to him. And then probably when you started going and doing some of these races, you realized, oh, wow, <laughs> this is, this is a big deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally is. Uh, today I have the Ironman M dot tattoo on my calf and awesome. we, we've run the gamut on our side. Some of our favorite memories were when we lived back in Florida, there were time trial start races that we would do as a family and all three of us would go off together. My son would be in the front, I'd be behind him, my wife would be behind me. And so within 30 seconds of each other, we were all in the water. And then essentially we swam together and we did the bike together and crossed the finish line together. And of course, there may have been some jostling going on down that finish chute to see who was actually going to cross the finish line first. But we've got great memories of doing triathlon as a family because of that. I love it. A healthy, a healthy competition is always, is always a good one. It's always good. And Florida, yeah, up in that area there, central Florida, there's just so many different opportunities to get out there and ride and swimming. And a lot of people up North will freak out when I tell them, yeah, we, we swim in lakes and they're like, but gators, (laughs) you swim a little faster. (laughs) Definitely have that on your mind. Right. Where are you based in Florida, Caroline? We're in uh, Miami. Oh, in Miami, in the Miami area. Great. Florida is a huge hotbed, the greater Tampa area. I called it a a triathlon Mecca for sure. For sure. Florida is a great, great tri market. Oh yeah. We have thankfully now a lot of races that are are coming uh, back and, and we're excited. You know, I, I think local races as well as the, the larger events as well, everyone is just open to however we can come back together. So that's really, that's been very Good to see and some relief in that aspect, because as 
we talk to you, I mean, I can only imagine the effects that this has all had in the foundation department. Mm -hmm. So share with us a little bit of, you, you had mentioned as well, you had a personal experience that really just reinforced your desire at, to continue with triathlon in a health matter. So please share yeah, with absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had mentioned that as it was more of a midlife crisis that caused me to leave a, a great career in financial services and go over to the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. But there there was also something personal that happened as well that was really the catalyst for that. When I was 38, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Prostate cancer is typically an older gentleman's disease. As you're in your 60s or 70s, one out of seven guys will end up being diagnosed with prostate cancer. And it's usually a very treatable and curable form of cancer later in your life and provided that you catch it early. Fortunately, we caught mine very early in the process, although after doing biopsies and samples and all of that, we, we found out that it was a very aggressive form of cancer so that if I hadn't caught it early, my outcome could have been completely different than it is today. So 10 plus years later, I'm a cancer survivor. During that time, when I was 38, I was working in financial services. I had a great job where I was traveling internationally a lot and, and work was kind of our first priority. Family was second, everything else fell in line after that. We we're working 40, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, and everything else fell into place. Well, getting dealt the cancer card causes you to change your perspective and your outlook on life. And uh, so through that process, I ended up becoming affiliated with the Prostate Cancer Foundation. I ended up being a fundraiser for them. And in my new passion of a triathlon. I ended up doing a bunch of triathlons where I raised money for them. And ultimately, I had the opportunity to go work for them for a couple of years. And through that process, I was their managing director over sports fundraising. We had relationships with Major League Baseball and tennis. And we were just getting into the endurance market to do some fundraising for, you know, folks running marathons or interested in doing an Ironman. And uh, I developed a, a relationship with the folks at the Ironman organization. And we did a big fundraising initiative at Ironman Canada up in Penticton, Canada in BC. And uh, through that, I ended up having another opportunity to transition jobs and, uh, and to go launch and really run and operate the Ironman foundations. You get thrown curveballs in life and it's how you deal with those. Now, when I look back on things, I say it was a speed bump. It was a challenging couple of years that we had to deal with all of that stuff. And like I said, fortunately, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on know, that wood, yeah. <laughs> everything, everything worked out well. I was one of the lucky ones. And unfortunately, being in the Prostate Cancer Foundation, working for them for a few years, I unfortunately met folks my age who didn't have a great outcome. And so, you know, we're thankful every day for that. But when I look back, I don't know that I would change things. I don't know if somebody would say, you know, hey, if you could go back 15 years before you're diagnosed with cancer, knowing that you were going to get cancer, would you do things different? And I wouldn't because being the cancer survivor and dealing with that caused me to change my outlook on life. It caused us to do a reset and reevaluate. I changed my careers because of that and pursued something that I was passionate about. And that was sports and the nonprofit sector, having the opportunity of doing something that was a little less selfish and a little bit more selfless on the other end of the spectrum, knowing that, you know, I'm coming in every day working to create a better world for lack of a, a lack of a better term. Yeah, sure. On a daily basis, I still have to deal with budgets and issues that pop up. But I know that at the end of the day, the work that I'm doing does help people lead a better and, and yeah. more. Oh my God. I mean, 
Dave, I, I just appreciate you sharing that, that, that personal side and the challenges that you were, you and your family were dealt with. I appreciate you opening up and sharing that because I think, I think it's something that everyone, especially coming out of a, a pandemic and, or certain areas are still going through so much. I find that going through this process of interviewing guests and hearing their why and how maybe in the beginning, it's like, you know, here's your son, go. And then something happened where you leaned into it. You had no choice. And sometimes that really does happen in life. We're given something that we have no choice. You have to, you have to face it. And it's interesting to me every day, how in my training and triathlon training, I'm definitely given a training plan that I'm like, Oh God, (laughs) like, okay. You know, and then if it's choppy out or if it's raining or whatever, and I'm like, Oh God, Oh God, but nothing, what is it? You know how they say like nothing easy is ever really worth it. So it's almost like, you know, you leaned into this obstacle that you were given, but I mean, exactly. If if you look at either way, it could have gone, you're doing something daily for greater good. And I'm just so that's an, that's amazing to me. I think that's amazing. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will say they'll look at when they look at USA triathlon foundation, you see a logo, you see, we see you guys everywhere, but now to see the personal, the human side, why is it that we have these foundations? What does USA triathlon foundation do. And I think that's important coming out of the pandemic too, to express to everyone. I'm sure the people that are working there for the organization, I'm sure that there's also a a relationship that they have with triathlon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We are a different organization from USAT, from USA triathlon. USA triathlon is the governing body of the sport. At the end of the day, USAT is responsible for helping grow the sport, providing opportunities for people to, providing initiatives and events for people to come in and participate in the sport. Obviously, one of our big goals, and especially this year, is that we look to find the next Olympians and Paralympians that are out there. We sanction events. We make sure rules rules are regulated and events are safe to participate in. We've put a ton of effort in working with the race director community to make sure that There's a safe return to racing protocol that's out there today for people to follow. And we can all get back to doing what we love so much. So that's USAT side. On the foundation side, we are the charitable arm of USA Triathlon. And our mission is to help transform lives through sport by providing opportunities to swim, bike, and run. So we're a fundraising organization where we raise funds to provide opportunities for people to participate in triathlon who may not have the opportunity otherwise. Encourage kids to get involved in swimming, biking, and running activities so that they can lead a healthy and active lifestyle. Back in the day, my son is 24 now, so you know, almost 20 years ago, kids were riding their bikes and running around in the neighborhood and jumping in the pool. Today, kids are working out their thumbs quite a bit. There are a few kids that are active and healthy at a younger age because it's often easier to give them an iPad or a game or what have you and not be outside and enjoying everything that that we all do on a daily basis. Um, We work with physically challenged individuals and adaptive athletes to provide them with an opportunity to kind of follow the path line and the pathway to get involved in 
athletics, even after their impairment or disability. And then, as mentioned, we work to support our up-and-coming future Olympians and Paralympians, the young kids getting out of college who may have been a swimmer or a runner, getting them involved in the sport of triathlon, providing them with equipment and coaching and camp opportunities, opportunities to travel the world and participate in the ITU style of racing so that one day they can pursue their dreams and, and represent the stars and stripes on the world's biggest sporting stage at the Olympics. And that's a pretty, it's a pretty cool job at the end of the day to say, I'm working in a sport that I'm very passionate about. I'm one of you guys. I'm a triathlete as well. And I get to do good through the sport of triathlon. So many of us, and I'm sure you do as well, have a story or our or, why. Or and obviously that's the, the name of the podcast here. What's your why or, you know, why we try. And, you know, we all have a story about why we got into triathlon. And so many of us would say that triathlon has changed my life for the better. It's made me more focused or I'm active and fit and healthy now, or I overcame an issue and I wanted to do a triathlon to prove that I could do anything. So yeah, triathlon is is an amazing sport that can change and impact people's lives for the better. Oh, that's, that's so true. I have to say that for those listening, that if you're a beginner or, you know, coming in after a long hiatus, and now a lot of us might have been doing that with quarantine or whatnot, attending an event just as a volunteer is so, you get so much out of it. And I hadn't really ever done that. And I had the opportunity to go Sherpa, if you will, with my coach and his wife a while ago to Colorado and to be able to see the beginning of a race. Usually I'm kind of in the back there. I'm not really at the front. And to be able to see some of the athletes that are going to be at the front, of course, you know, the pros, but then even the para-athletes, wow. I mean, to have a moment where they're getting themselves ready and to see the team around them, it just, it kind of, it just hit different. It, it made that relationship for me with the sport and this particular events just come full circle because a lot of times I'm just busy in my head of all the things that I have to overcome. But when you sit there and you see people who are going for it, despite any obstacle in their way and the team that surrounds them. Yeah. It's just very motivating, very inspiring. And, uh, and to just be in that environment, I'm excited to, to have events come back. And with that said, how are things going? How are you seeing things? Tell us, tell us a little bit, if you can, of uh, how things are coming back. Like, I think everybody's been hoping for this for a long time, right? We are seeing light at the end of the tunnel. The vaccine has been a huge boost for our community, the endurance sports community. And I think slowly we will start to see more and more events come back. At the end of the day, as I previously mentioned, USAT has worked you know, quite a bit over the course of the last year to work with our race directors and community officials to show that we can put on endurance events by following appropriate protocols to keep people safe and healthy and minimize the risk of infection from COVID. And several events have gone off during the course of the year. For those of you folks who are, you know, living up in the northern part of the country, unlike Caroline, she can race all year long. But if you live in Minnesota or yeah. Washington State or Massachusetts, it's only just starting to warm up now. So <laughs> yeah. it's normal start of the season for the vast majority of people across the country. 
Obviously, as mentioned, we sanction a ton of races through for race directors during the course of the year, and we're seeing more and more races happen every weekend as we get further and further along. I think the thing that we all need to keep in mind is that some communities are going to be a little bit more strict than others, and other communities are going to have the gates wide open. So some events will go off without a hitch and without minimal restrictions or anything along those lines. Again, I think because of the vaccination process, but then beyond that, other events may still have imposed processes and protocols that they'll have to follow and in place. And although you may be vaccinated, you may still have to wear a mask at an event because the race director wants to ensure to the community that we're following this protocol, we're making it safe for people to come into your community from outside of the community. And at the end of the day, they want to be able to put on their race again and again and again in the future. So we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. USAT, as you know, puts on numerous championship events across the country, whether it's our draft legal championship um, that's taking place next weekend in Virginia, our duathlon national championship that's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and a couple of weeks after that, age group national championships in uh, Milwaukee in August. We're moving forward full force on all of those events. And again, we've worked with the community officials to make sure that we're doing what they want us to do to to put on a safe uh, race for our racers and for the community itself. I think think that's really good advice overall, Dave. I I mean, for all of us to have a little understanding, it just Mm -hmm. goes a long way in any, in any way. I mean, if we can all remember if like when you were holding your Starbucks there, like, do you remember when you, you, you just, that's all you would wait outside. You'd be like, hi, if you want to walk up and get into the car, you'd do anything. So as we get back and, and come back into these these events to acknowledge everyone that's involved in putting things together. I mean, this is not easy to put on these kind of events anyways, but then to have the restrictions that we might have to have just to mm-hmm. keep keep each other safe. I think it's awesome when we see everybody come together to do it. And just speaking from experience of a few events that I have already participated in and been to locally, Oh, it feels so good. Like just to look at everybody and whether you have your mask on, you just got that look in each other's eyes and a little nod like, okay, this is fantastic. Who cares what my time is? Who cares? Whatever. I'm here. My personal opinion is after everybody taking a year off, races will be in very high demand this year and next year. I think a lot of races will sell out because people have realized that without triathlon in my life, I was definitely challenged in 2020. I I coach on the side. I've been a, a USA Triathlon certified level two coach for about 15 years, coach a handful of athletes on the side of my day job. And it was amazing to me how challenged some of my athletes were last year without having that goal race on their horizon saying, oh, I'm working towards this. Well, you know, we still coached them. We still worked on some of their limiters and some of their weaknesses during last year. It's a great opportunity to say, okay, we're going to take four months and focus on nothing but swimming or on your run, or we're going to do a strength training block. And it was still challenging for them to focus saying, oh my gosh, I don't have XYZ race on my schedule in September. How am I going to be focused on that? And now this year, things are happening. Races are happening again, and and people are ecstatic about it. And I think that's one of the things I love about the sport is the community that it creates. You know, you can show up at a race, rack your bike next to a guy from across the country or potentially across the world, 
you have this instant connection through the sport, you have an instant bond, you're gonna be on the same course at the same time during the day. Like it's an amazing community that this sport creates. And I think that that's what we have to remember. We were challenged last year as a community, let's come back together. Let's realize that we may need to be a little bit patient this year as things slowly evolve and get back to normal or our new normal, I should say, we'll be able to do what we love again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And is there any additional advice that you would have for anybody who's beginners? I know that for the Miami Tri Club, which is my coach's team, they had about 50 new newbies join this year, which he was, yeah, he was in shock. He was like, okay, this is great. And then when we went forward with doing certain types of, of trainings and separating everything, and he had to break things up because you can't just have everybody show up at the same time. But in that, then the follow through of them showing up and signing up for different local events and seeing their follow through, whereas maybe in the past, it was not necessarily like that. You'd have a few sign up when season started, but maybe fall off. And now because you're coming back out, people have seen, well, all the bikes are for sale are gone rather. So, so, you know, that people are, are, coming out and saying, I really want to enjoy well, living in Miami, our water and uh, biking and running. So I wonder if for those beginners that are listening, any advice that you might have for them as they start their journey? Well, I, I think that was certainly one of the positives that came out of COVID last year. You know, effective mid-March last year, everybody went back and worked from home. And there was a potential for people to become even more sedentary than they normally are. There are these crazy things called triathletes that are out there who are on the other end of the spectrum, but the normal person who may have not been active or leading a healthy lifestyle, they took COVID as the opportunity to start going for walks in their neighborhood, to go out and buy a bike and start riding a bike because they couldn't do a lot of the same things that they had before. As you alluded to, bike sales were through the roof last year. Many bike shops and event, you know, and you know, retail stores like Target or Walmart were out of bikes all season long. That was amazing to us. And we see that as a huge opportunity for coaches and clubs and race directors to really engage those new athletes and give them the opportunity to try a try. As I had mentioned before, like when I was talking to my son way back in the day, this is what we do. We ride our bikes, we go for a walk or run around the neighborhood and we jump in the pool. Sure, you're not doing cannonballs as part of the triathlon, but you know, if you do a super sprint triathlon, it's a couple of hundred yard swim, a couple of lengths of the pool. And typically those beginner events are pool-based. So they offer that sense of security a little bit for those participants. It's like riding your bike around the neighborhood. And then, you know, you can walk the run if you have to. And lo and behold, putting three sports together or putting fractions of those sports together, whether it's a run and a bike or a swim and a bike, you're now a multi-sport athlete. You're a triathlete. And uh, it is, no pun intended, like riding a bike. You can ride a bike. <laughs> You ride the bike through, you ride the bike through the course. And the coolest thing about it, as I had mentioned before, is that you're out there doing this with a ton of other people who are doing it at the same time as you. So, you know, it's a fun day with hundreds of other people. There's food and beverage on the course. It's a great opportunity to try something different. And I'll tell you, I think the thing that inspired me and that got me hooked on triathlon is you're coming down that finish line for the, you're coming down towards that finish line for your first race. And there's 
people cheering for you that don't even know you. Like, that's a pretty cool thing, right? Like, how often do you get random strangers cheering for you as you're coming down to finish shoot and crossing the finish line? It's It creates an amazing sense of pride. You've accomplished something. You've challenged yourself. It is really an inspirational and an aspirational event to participate into. If you're a new triathlete or a first-timer or a newbie, don't be intimidated by the fact that you may have a bike, a hybrid bike from Target or your local bike shop and you're going to rack your bike next to the guy who has a $10,000 carbon fiber bike. You're still on the same course at the same time doing the same thing. And chances are that guy with a $10,000 bike started exactly the same way that you did. He did his first try at one time on an entry level bike, wasn't a great swimmer, probably half had to walk half the run and Lo and behold, 10 years later, he's here now being our typical triathlete, very obsessed with the sport, dedicated to the sport, has a coach and is, you know, racing his heart out there on race day. I love that advice. I think that's it's so true. It's so, so true. We had uh, a few that were new that come, took part in the in Challenge Miami. And as they were standing there, nervous, you know, nervous, that first swim, if you can think of that first sprint swim that you ever did. And to one of the guys, I said, well, you know what? Today's a PR day. So <laughs> no matter <laughs> what, <laughs> no matter what you're doing out there today, it's a PR day. So he, he was laughing and he was like, oh my God, that's so true. And I'm like, yeah, we got to get our head out of it sometimes and realize like, like you said, not a lot of people are doing this. The majority aren't anyway. So, so acknowledge that acknowledge that beginnings are great and i'm sure we all remember our first so that's awesome all right dave we're gonna do the rapid fire round here go ahead and get another sip okay. of your, of your right. iced coffee there i'll grab a little coffee too i'm all ready right. so rapid fire round we do to just get to know you even a little bit better here we go okay number one for swimming, are you a, a bilateral breather or you favor one side? Bilateral. Wow. Keeps me in balance. That is admirable. That's and that, that's, that's and goals. I would, and I would say swimming is my, my weakness. I can run and bike much better than I can swim. But I was just talking to a new triathlete earlier this morning and encouraging him to say, you know what? If swimming is your weakness, it's worth its weight in gold just to go take a couple of lessons from an official swim coach who can teach you some basic technique. If you learn how to swim properly, it becomes so much easier. Totally agree. That's awesome. Number two. All right, on those long rides, this is not a race, but a long ride. Is it bib or tri shorts? Bib. I agree. <laughs> Nothing like a good pair of cycling shorts. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, there must be, and there must be chamois cream involved. Yes. Okay. So look at you. We're already on to the next one. Oh my! Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. So is there a particular one that you prefer? Is there one that we can, we, we should look into or a few different ones. I mean, what are we going to do here? Um, um, I put chamois, here? Chamois creams have come out and evolved and there have been some very creative names that come out yeah. have <laughs> the chamois cream market over the last couple of years, but I still go back to the original chamois butter. Chamois butter. Yeah, that's a good one. And I like the fact that they, when they put them in a little package, because then that way you, yeah, like you have it there use. if you have a long ride, you know? Yep. Okay. Uh, number four, how do you take your eggs? Do you, do you eat eggs? Do oh. you, how do you take them? I, I do. I do eat eggs and I eat them over well. 
over well. Our joke flipped over. There you go. Awesome. And then number five, are you a sunrise or a sunset when it comes to triathlon? Oh, sunrise for sure. Like it, it's funny, right? If you have to get up early for a day at work, it's miserable. It's hard to get out of bed, but on race day or a good weekend training ride or something like that, it's like, all right, I'm at the park <laughs> at sunrise and I'm ready to go. And you're feeling invigorated. You're excited about the day. So yeah, for sure. Sunrise. Sunrise. Awesome. All right. And so now the bonus question is, all right, you're at the, the finish line and you need an all out song. What is your go-to all out song for that to get you over the finish line going for it? Is there one favorite? It is by Three Doors Down called The Champion in Me. Awesome. Really cool rock song. I'd encourage you guys to download it on Spotify or whatever you do. A really cool inspirational, The Champion in Me. All right. I will definitely, well, I'm going to be creating some, uh, I think a playlist here from uh, all the songs that, that everybody's go. been giving me. So I, yeah. I, I will definitely include that. Oh man, Dave, today was awesome. It was so great to, to get to know you and your personal story. I really appreciate you opening up and sharing all that with us. And I will definitely put all your information in the notes of the show. So everybody can find out how they can help and uh, what what they can do in, in in order to continue the all the wonderful things that you guys do at USA Triathlon Foundation. And I'm just really appreciative of you guys as we come back. And uh, thank you so much. Caroline, thank you. It's been my pleasure to be on today and uh, best of luck with everybody's season. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Why We Try podcast. It is a complete honor to be able to bring you these amazing guests and all this information to your ears. Please leave me a review at the end of this in Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at Why We Try Podcast. Send me some information. If you think you should be on this show or you know somebody who has inspired you, send me an email at caroline at whywetrypodcast.com. I do read every single one of your emails and I do read every single one of your reviews. You can also send me a message on Instagram and I would be happy, happy, happy to hear what you have to say about this show, any questions that you have or comments that you have. I'm here for you guys. Don't forget to bring your favorite beverage wherever you go and tune into the Why We Try podcast. Have a great one.